Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for one hour, taking you until 8 p.m. Eastern. You can catch the show weekdays live for one hour at 7 p.m. Eastern or on demand anytime you want at your convenience as we get you set for week 10 of the fantasy football season. We got a good game tonight between the Panthers and the Steelers. You can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. My week 10 sit-em article is out, so you can take a look at that. Doesn't mean you have to sit the players. It just means that they have a more difficult matchup than usual, so you might want to seek better alternatives. Obviously, if you're in a deep league, you might not have better alternatives. Just understand that the ceiling is lower for those players cited in the column this week. We have a Fantasy Football Week 10 wide receiver matchup report. This is a really good tool that a lot of people are using. It shows how teams fare against wide receiver 1s, wide receiver 2s. So it's really good, useful information, whether it's seasonal or DFS. Dr. Otto breaks down the Thursday night game, so there's still time to get in there and take a look at that before tonight's game kicks off. And you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums anytime you want. Remember, enter the promo code RONAS70 to get you 70% off your first month. We also have you covered at Scout DFS for NFL, NHL, and NBA. Once again, the NBA optimal lineup crushed last night. Had Andre Drummond in it, who had over 58 points on DraftKings, and he was very low-owned. So uh, it's been doing very well, and you can check it out. There's a seven-day free trial. You'll make money, and you want to come join. And also VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. Uh, as they won easy last night, they had the under on the Spurs heat game. That was the free pick of the day. It cashed easy, and a couple picks have been given out for tonight. So become a member of VegasWhispers.com. Again, they're about 71% winning percentage over the last 10 days, so they have been on fire. Plenty to get to here on the show. I'll have Steve Renner from Scout DFS coming up in the next segment as we break down the slate. Uh, but let's uh, take a quick call right now. Let's go to Andrew in California. Hey, how's it going? I got a quick question. Uh, one was uh, my standard league, the tight end Ingram, or should I play Vince McDonald from Pittsburgh? Oh, the choices were Ingram or who? Uh, Vince McDonald from Pittsburgh, tight end. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Vance McDonald here. You know the Panthers have been struggling against the tight end, and uh, I do expect a lot of points to be put up in tonight's game. You know Evan Ingram has just been very inconsistent, and you know the Giants just you know they have Beckham and Barkley who gets the ball and Shepard, but the Panthers have actually given up the most points to tight ends this year. They have given up a touchdown to a tight end in every game since Week Six. And it is now uh, on the season. They have given up seven touchdowns to tight ends. So last week they gave up two to O.J. Howard. They gave up one to the Ravens in week eight. Uh, Philly crushed them in week seven. Uh, the Redskins, 84 yards and a touchdown to tight ends. 
So the one they've had two games where they've smothered opponents. One was the Giants. That was an Evan, Evan Ingram was out. The other one was Dallas in week one, and Dallas really doesn't have a tight end. So we have seen McDonald get production. So uh, I'm going to go with McDonald. I think he has a better shot of a touchdown. I understand Ingram's playing a lot of snaps. He did score a touchdown in his last game out, but it came in the final moment. It's, a, it's not a daunting matchup this week against the 49ers. It's just a, there's not enough to go around. And would I be surprised if Ingram had a good game? No. But I just feel more confident in the Steelers' offense right now. And I think McDonald, especially with the matchup tonight, because the Carolina Panthers have a couple good corners. So that might force uh, Roethlisberger to, to, to see McDonald a little bit more open. So I'm going to go with McDonald there. And, and your other question? My other question was I got wide receiver Allen Robinson, and then I got Mohamed Sanu, standard league. Which one do you think I should play? Oh, you have to pick between those two? Yes, sir. That's very close. Uh, I'm going to lean Robinson. He did practice today. He said he's fully healthy. And Sanu has just been a little banged up. I know he was back at practice today. Uh, so I think that's that's much closer. I don't really feel good about either guy this week. You know, I wouldn't want to start either, but I understand with four teams on bye, and you might have to dig a little bit deeper. But uh, I'm going to lean Robinson here uh, this week because it seems like he's he's good to go. So I would go with him. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. All right, no problem. Good luck this week. Uh, so, again, we got a lot more. We'll break down the DFS slate coming up in just a bit. But let's take a look at some of the latest NFL news. Chris Thompson has been already ruled out for Week 10. He's been dealing with this rib injury, and that was the one thing about Thompson – you know, earlier in the year, I saw Thompson going off, and I was like, damn, maybe I had him too low. But at the first two games of the season, he really went off in PPR formats. But that's been the story with Chris Thompson is, yeah, he does put up good games when he plays, but he's been injury prone. We saw it last year. You know, he got off to a tremendous start last year and then got hurt and didn't help your team. Same thing this year. First two weeks of the season, 6 for 63 and a touchdown, 13 for 92. Since then... He hasn't really done much. Now, part of it is because of game flow. The Redskins have been playing from ahead and been pounding Adrian Peterson on teams. But uh, Chris Thompson just hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy, and that was one of the reasons why I, I didn't get him in any leagues. And, you know, you just have to kind of stick with what you believe in. You know, sometimes early in the season it doesn't look good, but that, that was my concern with Chris Thompson was, would he be able to stay healthy? And clearly he has not been. So Capri Bibbs gets a little bit of a boost this week. I don't know how much, you know, in deeper formats, PPR, you can take a look at him. You know, again, with the Redskins, you're trying to protect game flow. Tampa Bay is favored this week over the Redskins by three is the last that I saw with the line. So if you expect the Redskins to play from behind, you could see more Capri Bibbs. But the problem is, you know, we saw it last week. The game script was in favor of a Capri Bibbs. He played 21 snaps. He had three carries for 20 yards and a rushing touchdown. He had one reception for 15 yards, and Atlanta is a team you need to exploit with pass-catching running backs, and it didn't happen. So, yes, Bibbs has scored a touchdown in the last two games where he's played a significant role, but it's it's very dicey. Uh, but, again, if you think they're going to play from behind, you could take a shot, but I, I wouldn't be someone that I have highly recommended on my list this week. Jamison Crowder returned to practice today for the Redskins. He put in a limited session, so Crowder has missed – Four straight games with an ankle injury. So him being back today at least gives him a shot. It doesn't mean he will return. Obviously, the Redskins have been really shorthanded at wide receiver as Paul Richardson's out for the year. So they could definitely use Crowder back. 
obviously this would affect Josh Doxson and Maurice Harris a little bit. Maurice Harris is someone who I picked up in several leagues and uh, actually probably going to use them this week in a couple. They're deep formats uh, or one where I have bye week issues. I think I have Thielen on bye. I have A.J. Green out. Uh, I have Randall Cobb on that roster where I really don't feel like playing. So I was looking at Maurice Harris. I mean, it's a great matchup this week against Tampa Bay. And we can't expect what he did last week where he had 12 targets and caught 10 for 124 yards. But we have seen Alex Smith look for him a little bit more. He has been on the field a lot. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Harris would still play, uh, but Crowder would probably go to the slot. Harris to the outside with Josh Doxson on the other side. But Tampa Bay has just been getting steamrolled by everyone. So I know we don't really feel confident in this Redskins offense, especially since the offensive line is dealing with a multitude of injuries right now. They could be potentially without four starters this week. But the Buccaneers have been tougher against the run. So this is a spot where the Redskins going to have to pass. So there'll, there'll be some value there uh, among the Redskins wide receivers. So we'll kind of have to sort that out once we know officially whether Jamison Crowder is going to play. Rob Gronkowski put in another limited practice today. I don't know if he's going to play. I just don't know. You know, you would think that maybe he does. But as I mentioned, uh, the last couple of days, the Patriots have a bye in Week 11. You know, the Patriots have shown that they can win without Gronk, and they obviously have aspirations of making a deep run in the postseason, and a healthy Gronkowski is going to be needed, especially when you're going up against a team like the Chiefs or the Chargers or the Steelers in the playoffs. I think they're going to need a healthy Gronk. So I would not be surprised if the Patriots sat him out this week. Again, we'll never know with the Patriots. They don't really tell us much. The good news is the Patriots are playing at 1 p.m. Eastern this week. They've had a couple of primetime games the last couple of weeks, which has made it very, very difficult for Gronkowski owners making tough decisions. You will not have to deal with that this week. You will know early on Sunday around 11.30 a.m. Eastern whether Gronkowski will play or not. Sony Michelle also put in a limited practice. I think he does play. Uh, I would be prepared to uh, play him, but have a backup plan. Always, You always have to have a plan B, C, and D, so... You can pencil in Michelle in your lineup now, but understand that if he does get ruled out, where are you going to go? Who are you going to pivot to? Always have that backup plan in mind. Marlon Mack put in a limited practice today. With a, he's on the injury report with a foot injury, so obviously he's been really good lately. Tougher matchup this week, though, going up against Jacksonville. And again, their do- defense has not been as dominant. Statistically, though, they still done a good job. Uh but they still have allowed very few points to fantasy running backs. They've only allowed four rushing touchdowns this year and uh, running backfields. Three of them have totaled over a hundred yards. So they're still tough, but I think Mac is more of an RB two this week. If he is good to go, Sammy Watkins did not practice again today. He is dealing with a foot injury. My guess is he does not play this week against the Cardinals and they don't need him anyway. I think they're 17 point favorites at home against the Cardinals. So you know, you're always worried with Watkins when it's a foot injury since he has a history of foot injuries. They have said that they don't expect this to be a long-term issue. And I don't know if I'm going to really look at anyone else here. Maybe if you're really desperate in a 14 or 16-team league, maybe Chris Conley. But we've kind of seen it happen before, and he just doesn't do much. And, you know, you'll probably see a lot of Kareem Hunt in this game, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, the usual suspects. And especially if they can build that big lead you might see Spencer Ware a little bit more in the second half so I really don't feel good about Conley I mean a season high in targets is six a season high in yards is 23 and that came last week on one catch so I've always liked Demarcus Robinson but I don't think you really want to go there even with Watkins out I just don't think there's going to be anyone 
else that benefits. I just think it'll be the usual suspects. As we mentioned with the caller, Adlin Robinson said he's 100% as he's coming off the groin injury. He started practicing on Wednesday, so it looks like he'll be back. You know, he really hasn't done much this year. I think he's more of a wide receiver three, not someone that you have to jam in and start. Uh, you know, the offense obviously has kind of spread the ball around, and – you know, we haven't seen Robinson dominate the targets. We did see it the first two weeks of the season. He had a game of 14 targets in week two. But since then, when he's played, we've seen seven, four, six, and five. So he just hasn't got the volume. And that was, you know, one of the concerns there with Anthony Miller and Trey Burton and Tariq Cohen. So they've kind of spread the ball around. So you don't have to play Allen Robinson, uh, but at least he's back on the field for those that draft. Because a lot of people were drafting him fourth, fifth round. I, I didn't take him anywhere. Uh, I had him lower than most. I think I had him outside my top 25 going into the year. Just wasn't uh, big on him. Love the talent for sure, but I just didn't think there might be enough in this offense, which has been, I guess, about as expected. I think there were some high expectations for this Bears offense, Matt Nagy coming in. And some weeks it's been there. Other weeks it's been really quiet. And, you know, last week was an example where they just needed their defense to do it all. They had two defensive touchdowns, and uh, that's going to happen from week to week. With that team, Giovanni Bernard was limited in practice, but it seems like he's going to return this week. Not someone you're playing in fantasy, but you know this is the time if you haven't already to start thinking about your handcuffs here for the playoffs. And obviously, in the high stakes leagues, the waiver wire ends after week 13. Uh, Gio Bernard is probably not available in the high stakes leagues, but if you're in a league with 16 roster spots, you're a Joe Mixon owner, someone dropped Gio Bernard, you might want to pick him up because if Mixon goes down, Gio Bernard goes into that role. And we have seen in the past, Gio Bernard can be a very effective fantasy player. Robbie Anderson did not practice today again with an ankle injury. He didn't practice yesterday either. Same thing happened last week where he was limited on Friday and that he played. The reason why I bring him up is because I think a lot of people are excited about Robbie Anderson now that Josh McCown is back at quarterback because we have seen those two have a really good connection. It's going to be tough, though, this week because uh, McCown obviously is starting at quarterback with Sam Darnold out with a foot injury, although there's been reports that Darnold might actually suit up and be the backup quarterback, which you know maybe leads you to believe maybe this is not a real injury and the Jets just don't want him taking a beating or they don't want to make a change uh, before the bye week. Obviously, the Bills' defense is pretty tough. But either way, I don't feel great about Robbie Anderson this week. Tredavious White is probably going to shadow him as well. Anderson's not 100%. But I do think if McCown stays at quarterback for the rest of the season or a couple games, then it definitely helps Robbie Anderson because McCown, not afraid to take those shots deep. And we saw a nice rapport with those two last year. Quincy Anua, who's uh, had an ankle injury and missed time, did return last week. He did not practice today either, so... You wonder if they're just resting him? Because you see that with some veterans that are banged up. Teams will be cautious and just sit them out. Uh, so that's why the Friday practice is going to be important. We saw it last yesterday with Mike Evans. He sat, but he was back at practice today. So that's something to keep in mind. Looks like Darren Sproles aggravated his hamstring injury, and he's expected to miss this week. And that's why I really don't want a part of Sproles. The guy's older, coming off a knee injury, and you know a hamstring injury for an older player at 35. Just icy, and I saw some people start to pick him up this week. And if it was cheap, I understand it. I just really didn't have interest. I think what it does, though, it at least makes the Eagles' backfield a little less cloudy. You know, Adams is a guy I picked up in a lot of leagues last week for cheap. Maybe he merges as the main back. I did see Corey Clement mispractice with an illness. But obviously, Smallwood, Clement, and Adams there. Sproles would have just made it even worse. So uh, at least, you know, if you're an Adams 
or small owner, it just at least makes it one less mouth to feed in that backfield, which I think you're going to see all three split. But I think there's a chance that Adams emerges as the lead back here down the stretch, and that's why I have him stashed on several leagues, especially the deeper formats. Cameron Meredith officially placed on injured reserve with a knee injury, so his season's over, and I think we all felt that this was an issue. We just haven't seen much from him, and of course they went out and signed Des Bryant yesterday, so they were lacking some depth, and that's why you saw them bring in Des Bryant. But Cameron Meredith, uh, people were wondering why the Bears let him go, why he was cheap, and I think we're kind of see it now as he needs a knee scope on the same knee where he tore his ACL last season. Kenny Stills limited at practice on Thursday. You just can't really start him with confidence now. Now, Rex Burke had returned to practice. He is eligible to return in Week 13. You can stash him in deeper formats, but with the way Michelle and White are playing, I just don't know if you'll see much Burkhead unless Michelle cannot stay on the field and remain healthy. When we return, we'll look ahead to the DFS slate. I'll bring in Steve Renner from Scout DFS. That's ahead here on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 8 p.m. Eastern as we get you set for week 10 of the fantasy football season. Make sure you check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. I have the week 10 sit article up. Dr. Otto's Thursday night preview. Our week 10 projections are up. Our wide receiver matchups report. Great tool to use, whether it's seasonal or DFS. Check out vegaswhispers.com. If you're a member, the plays have already gone out. And once you become a member, you get a private Twitter feed where you can set up alerts and get all the picks for that day. And, of course, Scout DFS, where Steve Renner is a big part of it. Steve, what's up? What's up, Adam? How are you doing? Good. Let people know what's going on at Scout DFS and why they should join. Well, in, not, in addition to uh, all the great content, there's a lot of good tools that we've got developed over there uh, on top of our optimizer, but specifically – uh, we've got uh, data specific to you know football with our stacks tool. We've got wide receiver matchup uh, data, uh, things that can really help you kind of hone in or even start a starting point for your lineups as well. Uh, that paired with our, our premium scout scores, and then with you know NBA starting up now, we've got on top of our optimizer uh, fantasy bomb and, and Chris Rose are really doing a great job over there. But they've also got uh, fantasy bumps got some really good data tools and sheets that he has out every single day. And then, of course, uh, you know, Rob and myself are, are doing a lot of the hockey content, which is continually rolling on every single night, uh, so long as uh, my goalie doesn't give up a goal every time I come on the radio with you. But, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on over there. Yeah, you're a big NHL guy as well. You don't do NBA, do you? I do very little of it. Um, but in I'll do more of it this year just because I – it's one, for me, Adam, it's one of those things where if, if I got the time right before lock, then, then yeah, I know I can commit into it. Um, and that's why I went over to hockey. But I'm actually excited about college basketball being back. 
Um, that was a big sport that I was into some years ago. But NBA, um, you got to give a must play for me tonight. Uh, I do have a lineup out there. So how much, how much Golden State should I have? Let's start there. Uh, I have a couple from Golden State. Uh, I'm playing on DraftKings. I have Kevin Durant in the lineup. I think Durant, I think Durant, Curry, and Clay are all in play tonight. Obviously, this is a game that potentially could be close. And then, if people still want to jump in, tip offs eight p.m. Eastern tonight, so you can head over right. now if you want to get a seven day free trial and test it out. You know, Optimizer is really good, so you have some time if you're listening live and you want to get in there. ScoutDFS.com, and even if you can't play tonight, you're listening to this on demand. Uh, Friday, Saturday, test it out because it's been really good. But yeah, I'm looking forward yep. to that game once the Steelers Panthers game is over. I'll switch over and watch that Golden State-Milwaukee game. I think the last I saw, Golden State's favored by six. We don't get many games like that. And I think Milwaukee is going to be really amped up tonight to show that they belong. And I think this game might stay close. I mean, no Draymond Green tonight. He's a uh, To me, he's like one of the key pieces for Golden State. Everyone talks Curry-Durant. I, I just think Draymond does so, so many of the little things that people don't recognize. So I expect this game to be close. I like Eric Bledsoe on DraftKings. He's underpriced. He hasn't, people look at game logs, and he hasn't been playing well lately. But I think this is a game that kind of suits him well. So, uh, yeah, I think that is a game that you want to have a piece of tonight. Yeah, and I, good point about Milwaukee. I do know they have the kind of the length to contend with Golden State. But, yeah, I went in, I started to put these together a lineup, and then I went over to the optimizer and I said, okay, who am I skipping that maybe I shouldn't? And it gave me – Give me a couple good names uh, in the in the Phoenix side that it, that were worth mentioning. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let's quickly get your take. Obviously, you're a big Saints guy. My guy Des Bryant headed over. So of course, <laughs> I'll be I'll be rooting for him. No doubt. I've been a big Des Bryant fan. Uh, it's going to be tough to see him in that Saints uniform on November 29th when they visit Dallas, and you know he's going to score a touchdown, and you know he's going to be a popular play in that showdown game that night. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Des Bryant coming over to the Saints for real life and for fantasy? Yeah, if you have a team that in, for fantasy that week and you need to stream somebody or just looking for a touchdown, I think that's an obvious lock. Get it in there because not only Des will, will be motivated, but obviously Sean Payton seems to want to stick it to Jerry Jones every time he plays against them too. So uh, that is a lock. You know, with, with Cam Meredith um, – Going on IR, I think that that brings a little bit more clarity to it. The fact that, okay, now it's not going to be just, a an extra body here in case somebody gets hurt. We've already had someone go down. Um, and the, the Saints receivers outside of Michael Thomas have had – they're not guys that were able to get open physically. Um, Austin Carr is mostly a, a pass blocker, a guy that's really just occupying uh, a defender on the field. Traquan Smith is kind of that outside guy who's going to be more vertical. So – I do think that, look, if you're in a, a TD-only league, I think that in the red zone and on third down is where Dez is going to be utilized the most. And I'm curious to see, you know, how he plays, uh, how in shape he, he's in. But one thing that he's been known for that he can still do, even though a separation wasn't there last year, he can still go up and kind of high point the football. And that's something that Drew Brees has, has made a career out of. And I just think back to – Someone like Marcus Colston that they used to line up in the slot a ton, uh, who was a little bit taller than, than Dez, obviously, but, you know, Breeze would, would throw the back shoulder throw to him a ton, make him go high point, catch the ball. So I see Dez filling in that, that, that kind of third down role and in the red zone. So if you're in a TV only league, he's got upside. Um, but don't, don't get crazy here. It's still, 
Michael Thomas, it's still Alvin Kamara, and it's still Mark Ingram, kind of the the main mouths to feed there. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't. I put in low bids on them just because I don't for fantasy purposes, and I play mostly PPR leagues. I just don't think you're going to get consistent production week in week out, and I think people are big on name value. And there were other receivers I felt available this week that I liked better. So uh, I, I think people are attracted to name and they know Dez and they remember these highlight real touchdowns, but it's going to be tough in this Saints offense. I mean, you're going to see a lot of Kamara, a lot of Ingram, Michael Thomas. So yeah, he'll have an occasional game, but I just don't know if you can consistently start him. And like you said, is he in shape? Uh, you know, how is he, how much is he going to play the first couple of weeks? We all know against Dallas, he, he's going to play a lot. But yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do think that some people overbid for him on Fab last night. Well, they, they probably did. And I, I want to say he always destroyed the Eagles, too, who they play next week. Um, so, so that'll be interesting. But look, if, if you had, let's say you had Cam Meredith before, or even if you have Traquan Smith, and you, if you're not starting them, then you're probably not starting Dez either. Um, but, you know, the Saints are going to have some games, the Dallas game. Uh, they've got Atlanta coming up at home uh, on Thanksgiving, which – the way Atlanta's playing now, again, that looks like that's going to be a shootout. So that's the Sunday night. Is, that's the Sunday night game. I mean, the Thursday night game on Thanksgiving, right? That's the Thursday night. Yeah, because yeah, Detroit's yeah, always early. Game. Well, that's not bad. Yep. And then one other week sixteen, the Saints have Pittsburgh at home. So they've got some. They have a tough schedule, man. It, it's tough, but it's going to be high scoring. Right. And I, I think that that kind of plays to their favor. The, the big thing for the Saints is going to be the two games against Carolina which for some stupid reason is week 15 and week 17, they, they play oh, Carolina. Oh, man, really? Why did, yeah, well, that's so yeah. dumb. It is, it is. So, and, the, and the first one is at Carolina on Monday night, and it's, I think, third straight road game. So that's going to be a real tricky spot. But, um, you know, for me as a Saints fan at this point, obviously they want home field advantage, but it, the big thing is win the division, get a bye, and then, look, if they have to go back out to the Rams, then they'll go out to the Rams. It's not a big deal at this point, as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's a good, thing they, won- it's a good thing they won last week for fantasy purposes if you're worried about the Rams resting players because now, obviously, they got to fight for that one seed. And the Rams do have the Chiefs a week from Monday in Mexico City. So I don't know if the Rams are going to take that approach since the rest did not work out for them last year, but – I think it was good for fantasy for those that have any Rams that the Saints were victorious last week. It at least keeps them playing for something because especially if they beat Seattle this week, they got the division wrapped up easy. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no doubt. And not only the division, but they'll have a bye wrapped up uh, because, you know, nobody from the north or the east is, is going to push those two teams, I don't think. Um, and But, yeah, the Saints, I mean, the, the schedule-wise, if we're just talking fantasy – They've got a great schedule for fantasy because they're going to be a lot of close games. They should be high scoring. Um, I mean, really, after this week and, and probably that Dallas game, um, those are those are probably their two worst games just in terms of projected points. So, if if you can go get a Saint that you know somebody's maybe selling on them, I would do it right now. I got Kamara in three leagues. I'm not selling one of them. One of my most important leagues. So uh, love hearing that. Absolutely. Talking to Steve Renner, you can find him scout DFS. Let's look ahead to the week. 10 slate and uh, I thought last week there were so many good options looking at this preliminary because I haven't dug in deep yet I don't kind of feel that way this week what's your overall sense as you look at the overall slate so far on the main slate for Sunday I agree it's not a it's not a really good week look last week I was all over the the Rams Saints game because I felt it was going to be back and forth you had that you had the, the Carolina Tampa game was another really good one and this week Everyone who's in a good spot 
seems to have a kind of a major risk uh, associated with them. And so, you know, this NFL season, I, I would say the theme has been that the chalk has hit many times. And not only has the chalk hit, but, you know, the, the really recommended solid plays have exceeded their value. They've scored that, that two-touchdown game, or they've had 150 total yards on, on the ground if it's a running back. And this week, you know, the, like the team probably with the, the, the best offense against the worst defense, in my opinion, is the Chargers going up against the Raiders. And some people might say the Chiefs going up against the Cardinals, which is, is certainly a good one as well. But you look at that and you say, okay, well, Rivers, Gordon, Keenan Allen, those three guys, like if you're just starting your lineup, all three of them are very good. But I could easily see a scenario where, okay, Rivers doesn't have to throw for 300 yards in this game. Or, you know, Gordon gets eaten into by Austin Eckler. And so, to me, I look at this this week, Adam, and I kind of say that the chalk is necessarily not going to kill you this week. And if you have kind of a a weird one-off play or a game that you really like, I think that this is the week to, to, to jump on it because – there isn't any one game out there or team that, that stands out above the rest. And it, to me, I actually like a lot of the underdogs. So um, I get the feel that maybe it's going to be a low-scoring week. Um, just kind of around the league, it is colder in a few spots. But uh, to me, it's a spot where you, you find your value, you get the, the sure things in there, and then it's, it's a great tournament week to take some shots on uh, a couple stacks. Yeah, that's what I was saying. The way you described it sounds like a good tournament week where maybe you have that yep. play that a lot of people don't have. Let's start looking at quarterback. Uh, by far, the most expensive quarterback this week is Patrick Mahomes. His price is up to 7200 on DK. Could you see yourself paying up for that, or is it a, a position where we've generally been saving at and there's cheaper quarterbacks in better spots? Yeah, there's there's cheaper guys, and um, Mahomes, similar to, to Rivers here. So I think that, that that's a Kareem Hunt game, uh, the way Arizona's gotten, gotten chewed up on the ground. Um, I don't know if Kansas City is going to have a look ahead here to that big game against the Rams, but you, you touched on it. They're going to Mexico City after the game. Uh, they're, they're heavy home favorites. I think the, the Chiefs' defense is in play as well, right? And so this could easily get out of hand where Chiefs' defense uh, creates a turnover and, and they score. We've, we've seen Arizona give up uh, opposing defenses to score certainly a lot lately as well, uh, and it's a Kareem Hunt game. So, I don't want any part of Patrick Mahomes at, at that price. I think if you if you're looking for a guy that's going to get you an 18 to a 20, great. But for 7,200, um, no, thank you. And and there's some some running backs and high end receivers I'd rather spend spend that salary on this week. Um, so after him at the top, if you just go over the guys at the top, Mahomes has a good matchup. People may go to him. I think Rodgers. People are going to look at him at home and try to go on him. But you know Miami has been a team that teams have attacked on the ground. So I don't know if we can trust McCarthy to be smart enough to do that, but I think that that limits Rogers upside. And I don't love breeze in the spot against Cincinnati, a game that I think is going to wonder, but of all the high end quarterbacks, breeze probably has the best matchup against that, that Cincinnati pass defense. Um, but I think that that's a, a ground to pound game for the Saints. So the one guy that I'm looking to take a shot on, on the high end is Tom Brady because when it feels like nobody's going to be on Tom Brady, those are the weeks when he comes out and throws for three or four touchdowns on the road. I think Tennessee's going to be amped up to play uh, in this game and, and try to be competitive with them. But to me, I, I think that Brady is going to feast with, with Edelman all week this week. So he's kind of my my sneaky high-end guy uh, at the top. But it's a position you don't really want to pay up for it if you're doing like a main cash lineup. You've got 
as much as I hate to say it, Alex Smith in a great spot against uh, Tampa Bay, and on the other side, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I just looked at this game and said, okay, just kind of game flow. Tampa Bay doesn't run. They, they can't run the football at all. Um, so I think that that bodes well for Fitzpatrick. And we've seen the Redskins' defense. They had two really good games at the beginning of the season um, against Arizona and Indy when Luck wasn't throwing much. But since then, the pass defense hasn't been rock solid every week. Um, so I think Fitzpatrick is probably your default cash game quarterback that you would look at. But, you know, Alex Smith, is this a, I feel like, Adam, and I'll point your take on this, I feel like a lot of people are going to look at Smith and they're going to see he's playing Tampa and say he's a smart play, but nobody will play him because of the offensive line and because he's Alex Smith. Yeah, I agree. And look, you know, last week he went 4X. as he, It was 306 and only one touchdown, but he did go. It was, his salary was 5000 He put up 20.44. So I do think, I think the offensive line, but you got to think that he's going to put the ball in the air 40, 45 times. And, has to. Yeah. Has to. And yeah. they probably won't be the, – the offensive line might affect the running game a little bit more, and Tampa's actually been stronger against the run. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's an interesting play, uh, especially if you play multiple lineups because uh, he's still cheap, and, that, and that's the matchup there. Yeah, and, and he loves to go to the tight ends. He's got two, assuming that, um, that, that Reed is healthy for the game as well. And Tampa has been one of the worst teams against tight ends this year. So, And I, I, I agree on the offensive line. I, I feel like it, it hurts the running game. And if anything, he's gonna well, he's gonna do what Alex Smith does. He's gonna throw the short passes. So it's but it just I get the feeling, you know, you look at Alex Smith, it's like, oh, I don't want to play Alex Smith. Nobody wants to play Alex Smith. So he he could be that really kind of sneaky tournament play as we get closer to Sunday, um, just because there are kind of so many options in the, in the same range. But to me, that that game, if if he had to pick one where it's a toss up, who wins, and it's gonna be high scoring, I would lean. I would lean that one over uh, the alternative, which I think people are going to go to, which is Matt Ryan against Cleveland. And I just, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on Matt Ryan being able to put up those numbers again on the road this week. Yeah, and with Alex Smith too at 5,300, Baker Mayfield's 5,400. I think people go to him. Andrew, look at 5,500. It's home against Jacksonville, coming off a bye. Is that a contrarian smart play or a trap? I think it's a trap. Um, Believe it or not, I, if you, if you take a quarterback there, I'm I'm considering Blake Bortles. Oh, <laughs> it's crazy to sound. <laughs> I know. Look, so I, I guess I, yeah, I guess. I mean, look, when we're on Blake, he sucks, and when we're not on him, he produces. And I don't think people will be on him this week. Yeah, and I mean that's know, a, with, with a little bit. Go ahead. It, it it might be a trap play. Look, with with the week off, I I just I, I think you got a matchup here. They're familiar with each other. Um, I like the Jaguars' defense to bounce back. Um, I, I do think the game's going to be close. And, you know, maybe with Fournette being back there, he's he's going to make it a little bit easier for Bortles. It's one of those things where I looked at, I think people are going to try to get cute with, like, Josh McCown at 4,300. No, I wouldn't. And, yeah, I wouldn't either. So Bill's like, defense is good. Go down, it's very good, very good, um, especially against the pass. So, but if you want to go down really cheap, I would look at Bortles at 4,900. But that's a fifth lineup play. Yeah, for sure. That's If you're doing one lineup, please do not rely on Blake Bortles. Uh, that's for sure. Lots more ahead with Steve Renner. You can find him scoutdfs.com. We'll run through the running backs, receivers, tight ends, and defenses for the week ahead. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, check me out, scoutfantasysports.com. We have you covered for all your season lead scout DFS for DFS, including optimizers and tools to help you win money. And VegasWhispers.com for your sports betting needs. 71% winning percentage over the last 10 days. And the picks for tonight are up for college football and the NFL. Joined by Steve Renner. You can find him at Scout DFS as we look ahead to the Week 10 slate. Most expensive running back on DraftKings is Kareem Hunt. I know you mentioned before that you like him. Uh, he's definitely in a good spot this week. 8500 he is expensive, but man, look what he's done over the last few weeks. He has 13 total touchdowns on the season. Yeah, and he's in a great spot at home against that Arizona defense. Um, and his price, 8500 is... To, to me, he's he's probably the first guy that you lock in and just for for kind of safety this week. So, um, and another reason there there are some value running backs on on DK uh, as as usual, but you're going to want probably two of the um, the four top guys this week, meaning Hunt, Gordon, Gurley, and Kamara. And I would say the first one you go with would would be Kareem Hunt because, like I said, he's been he's been on an absolute roll uh, at home. Game script should go his way against the bad rush defense. He's he's the first guy to lock in. I think the second one is Melvin Gordon, uh, who I, I mentioned before. You know, the Raiders, we saw them lay down a couple weeks ago to the Colts at home on the ground. The Colts went for over 200 yards against them. Um, they laid down against the 49ers last week as well, and I, I think it's going to happen again here against the Chargers. The only concern is that you know maybe the Chargers go easy if they get a big lead and, and they, they give it more to Eckler, um, but we looked. We, you know, we saw Gordon uh, get in the box last week. He got in the box before he went out um, against Cleveland. So he's he's been very steady. And you know, nobody has the upside that that Gurley and Kamara have uh, every single week. Uh, I don't. But if, if if I was ranking this week, it would be Hunt one, uh, Gordon two, and then Kamara and Gurley certainly have a, have a lot of upside as as three. Yeah, and I think that's always the big question facing people every week is what to do with Ty Gurley. The salary is ninety four hundred. He absolutely destroys Seattle, too. He's had some big games against Seattle in his career. I think I saw the last two games, he has seven last touchdowns two, yep. against them, right? He had three in the first yeah. matchup this year. So is Gurley someone you're looking to get in this week, or you feel like um, you don't have to? So my feel on that game is I'm I'm leaning towards that game being an under game this week. I think it's lower scoring. They they had their high-scoring game already this year, um, and they did the same thing last year in their two divisional matchups, and uh, yeah, both his big touchdown games were at Seattle. Now, that, that shouldn't read into things too much here, but, um, you know, one of the quarterbacks that we did mention who I, I, I do like just because of some injuries is Russell Wilson, right, with, with Carson uh, looking like he might not go. That could be a, a boost for, for Russell Wilson. But overall in this game, to me, it's one that I'm leaning towards fading as of right now. Um, but certainly 
I, I can't ever give you a reason to, to not play Gurley unless there's a major injury issue because we see it every week. He's, he's so talented that he's going to get his floor. Um, I just don't see this being one of those 35-point games uh, from, from Gurley. I would I would think Seattle will still try to lean on the run game as much as they can, but uh, they'll be tested with, with some limited options back there. I like Deion Lewis at 4,600 on DK. We've seen two weeks in a row now. He's really been the primary back. We've seen Derrick Henry get a couple goal line carries, so maybe that's a little bit of a concern, taking away some upside. But it's against his former team, if you like that narrative. And also, this should be a game where they're probably playing from behind, and that suits Deion Lewis better. Uh, how about Lewis at 4,600 on DK? Yeah, so on, on the running back price, and just kind of look at the, the overall slate, after the 8K guys, there's nobody until we get down uh, really below, I would say, Aaron Jones at, at 5K. And then there's there's a slew of guys, and, and Lewis at 4,600 is certainly one of them. Um, I, I think that we're going to see, you know, Derrick Henry get involved as well, but certainly you, you could lean on the, the narrative for, for Lewis going up against the Patriots. But it is a game I like. I mentioned that I feel like Brady's a guy we're taking a shot on. And so on the Tennessee side, um, you know, it's going to be the running backs that are going to have to help produce there. And Lewis is one of them. But I have a hard time going Lewis over Duke Johnson at, at 4,700. Um, we've seen Atlanta give up a lot of passes to, to the running backs consistently. I know that um, they are starting to play better on the defensive side of the ball. But we saw Duke Johnson get more involved last week with the new offensive coordinator. Um, I think it's it's a spot where he could see another high volume game catching the ball out of the backfield and a forty seven hundred dollar running back uh, who's going to get at, probably in my opinion at least five receptions this week um, and be on the field half the time is is really good value that that's that's hard to pass up um, but there's you know just a couple other guys I like in that range Jordan Howard uh, forty seven hundred at home I, I think is is underpriced. He'll be low on, um, right? People, people are scared. Of he him. will be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he falls into the Alex Smith range. Um, but, you know, there might be a little bit of people chasing his, his game log from last week, uh, what he did against Buffalo. But And then a guy who kind of bit me last week um, was, was Mark Ingram. I, I, I felt like the game was going to be so high scoring and that Kamara and Ingram were both going to get into the end zone and Kamara took all the touchdowns. Um, and Ingram, of course, fumbling and getting hit on the elbow didn't help either, but this is an Ingram game on the road. Uh, we've seen it already that if you look at the games they had at Baltimore and uh, at the Giants, which is when he missed, they ran the ball a ton. And I think Mark Ingram for 4,500, if, if you're not touching Breeze or you're not touching like Michael Thomas um, or even Faden Kamara, he, he's a fantastic play this week on, on DK. Assuming Chris Carson is out, what about Mike Davis at 4,300? We've seen the two games. He gets big workloads. Obviously, it's the Rams. Maybe they play from behind, but if Carson's out, it'll be Mike Davis and Penny. Yeah, the workload is reason to consider. I, I would prefer that, that Davis was even still a little bit cheaper than that. Um, I just haven't been a big fan of him, at least not as much as Carson. Um but to me, if you want to go to that spot, I would. That's where I would pivot over to Russ Wilson, and I would. I would put my faith in Wilson, neither passing or even using his own legs to, to move the, the ball. So Davis, to me, is, is not someone I'm high on this week. I would, you know, if you want to kind of go down to that spot, look. Don't don't be afraid to go on Austin Eckler, even. Um, like I yeah. said, you know, I'm worried about him taking away from Gordon and 4K. Um, you know, we see Rivers use him a ton, and, and the Raiders they, they give up points to everybody, so. Yeah, and this could be a game where you see Eckler play a lot in the second half because they look like yeah. a team that's just done. I mean, 
I tweeted out during that game, it felt like they had eight or nine defenders on the field. I mean, San, they made San Francisco Mullins look like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, they did. And I don't think it's going to change at all. I mean, there's there's no reason for it. They're they're cutting guys left and right, and it's obvious that they're they're playing to tank. Um, so, and then one of the uh, guys before we jump off running backs is you know the Atlanta backfield. You know, don't forget about Edo Smith. I know Tevin Coleman finally had that that big game last week against the Redskins, which shocked everybody. But uh, Cleveland has has been getting gashed on the ground, um, and I've been saying for like a month now that they need a bye week because. They played the most snaps of any defense. They played multiple overtime games, and so part of the reason I'm not on the Atlanta passing game is I think it's going to be Coleman and Edo Smith all day for Atlanta. So, 3,700 for a guy who can easily uh, get you 60 yards and a touchdown is is great value. So you you're probably going to be looking at this week on on both sites getting a value running back in your flex spot. Yeah, it feels that way, and I am using Edo Smith in a couple season long leagues as well. He's been getting consistently around double digit touches. And they tend to do use them near the red zone as well. Talking to Steve Renner, you can find him scoutdfs.com. Look at a wide receiver, Julio Jones, finally found the end zone last week. He's the highest price guy at 8,300. Michael Thomas just went off last week, won people a lot of money at 8,100. And then Devontae Adams at 7,800. Going to see uh, Xavier Howard, uh, I guess. But Adams has shown even in tough matchups that he can come through. So are you paying up for any of these guys this week? I like Adams in tournaments just because of exactly what you just said. He's, he's got a tough matchup and people may go away from him, but he's shown that, that he can, uh, he's almost matchup proof. And, and so I, I love Adams at low ownership, very similar to, um, two guys that were, that came in low owned. Well, Michael Thomas was low owned last week, but also, you was know, he really? Was low owned and, oh, you know what? You're he, right. Oh, Michael I Tom- see, yeah. I did see in a couple was, of places he was yeah. low. I don't understand why either, but. I don't either, and and especially on Fanduel, uh, he was over there. He was about five percent, and so I had, yeah, I had him, Kamara, and and Breeze in one lineup. Um, my my disappointment last week was was the defensive. I, I didn't have enough Minnesota and Chicago, which which were huge. But yeah, I think Thomas and uh, Thomas would be high on the suit. But yeah, Adams is is a great low on tournament play. Keenan Allen at seventy one hundred just. He, you know, he didn't get in the end zone last week, but he's going to get his volume. He is so well. due. I wrote about him this week in the Stockwatch. If you look yes. last year, he had one touchdown going into week 11 last year, then had five the rest of the way. He's never been a big touchdown guy, but they're going to come for him because he gets the volume every week. So I, I do think, you know, he's definitely in play this week if you want to, you know, sh- save a little money. I just desperately wish I could find someone on the Oakland side that, you know, can keep the game close. No, because no, <laughs> there's, there's nobody. There's nobody. Right? Jalen Richard, maybe. Just, and I don't even want to do that. Uh, How much does he cost? Jared, I still don't even want to do too that. Much, too much. Yeah. Yeah. Too much. Jared Cook is the only guy that I've come up with. So it, it's, but yeah, the, every charger. Yeah. Richard is 4,800. Right? Sorry. Can't do that. Like you no, said, with yeah, Duke over no there way. and Deion Lewis. No. Yeah. No way. So, but Devontae and Keenan are the two I like uh, of the top elite guys. But my number one receiver is Mike Evans. He had a horrible game last week, and he, you know he's a physical guy. And I, I think that he'll, if Norman does get on him, I think he'll have no problem being physical with Norman uh, at home. I, I think you know people we were on him last week because Fitz throws it to him a ton. I think this is a perfect bounce back spot for Mike Evans. He's seven K. He's my two touchdown lock of the week. Um, so he, he's probably my, well, he definitely is my favorite receiver, um, not including price. But an interesting pivot off Devontae Adams, 
that I think is going to be very popular is uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling at, yeah. at 5K. Yeah, could be the highest owned guy at, at receiver this week, and it's there's there's no reason not to go there with um, you know the injuries that the Packers have and, and the fact that yeah you know Adams has, has a much tougher matchup. So to me, three favorite receivers are um, I like Keenan, but Mike Evans, Valdez Scantling, and then I mentioned before Julian Edelman who has to dominate the, the from a PPR perspective at 6,800, um, but he's kind of a nice tournament pairing with uh, with Brady this week. What about Josh Gordon against Malcolm Butler? Yes, it would be. Uh, so the stack for me for the Patriots is um, is Gordon, um, Edelman, and, and, and Brady. Brady. And yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, and, and I wouldn't even mind, you know, pairing it with like a James White as well. Uh, if you want to go too deep off of it. But, yeah, it would be Brady with those two guys. Talking to Steve Renner from ScoutDFS.com. Uh, I think someone who's going to be popular this week, and you didn't mention him yet, is Tyler Boyd. No E.J. Green. We've seen Boyd put up big numbers, but he is expensive on drafting 7500 I mean, he's the fourth most expensive wide receiver. Is this uh, a spot where he's going to struggle, or do you just think he's too expensive? So... Uh... I feel like one, it sounds like Cincinnati is going to keep him in the slot role, even with A.J. Green out. So he'll stay there, and people are going to see that against New Orleans and think, okay, they've gotten carved up in the slot. I just feel like if you're the Saints, that you're going to focus everything on on keeping him in front of you. You're not going to let him get deep on you. And so for his price at 7500 and the fact that Green is out and – you know, Saints have been great against tight ends. They've been great against the run. It just feels like, yeah, okay, well, everything's going to go to Boyd. Well, the Saints defense knows that as well. And I jumped on on Monday. I saw the total in the game was 54, and I immediately jumped on the under uh, for it. So I just I just don't love Boyd because I don't think he has the upside this week, despite on paper being a great matchup with, with Green being out. Uh, Dalton's numbers have been horrible at home without Green. So he's a, it's a complete fade for me. Um, the only... Cincinnati guy that I had a little bit of desire for um, was was going to be Ross, but you know even then it, it's not a ton of love for me. So it you'll be shocked at him. I am not on much of my Saints game this week besides Ingram. You mentioned you're like Alex Smith possibly. So if that's the case, so you're pairing him up with we got Josh Doxson at 4300. We have uh, Maurice Harris who had a big game last week with 12 targets, 10 receptions at 3900. Although Jamison Crowder did return to a limited practice today, doesn't mean he's going to play. But do you like uh, those Reds, Redskins receivers on the low end? No, I like the tight ends, and I'm praying that Jordan Reed will play. Yeah, good um, luck. And, well, well, <laughs> let me, it, hold on, let me call this. I, I I pray that he plays and and that he stays in the game. Because, yeah, and actually does yeah, something it, for once. I know, but it, look, it, it's a perfect matchup. This is the worst defense against tight ends. Um, so for me, it, it's Jordan Reed. Although interestingly enough, you know, it might be better if Reed doesn't play because Vernon Davis is only twenty eight hundred, yeah, yeah. and yeah, if he's out, that, that to me is a is a lock, and you move on at a at a generally weak position. But not the receivers to pair with Alex Smith. I would pair with the uh, with the tight ends this week. Do you ever pay up for Kelsey? Obviously, he's worth it many weeks. I mean, well, last week for sure with the two touchdowns, he obviously is very expensive. But could you see a build this week where you're paying up for Kelsey at all? Not this week, um, just because, like the guys I just mentioned, I'm, I'm really high on. There's a couple others as well, and I, to me, the game flow just just warrants being hunt. But I've been bitten on that before as well, right? We saw 
uh, one of these spots where yeah, everybody in the Chiefs kind of gets there. So uh, 7K tight end, when I got guys that are around 3 to 4K who I think are, are going to have really good games, to me it's just not worth it. Um, but the one thing is with, with tight end, um, you know, if like you're playing cash games, we've seen some weeks where you, you can put in a guy and he'll get you a zero just because it's been – Kelsey, and then a huge drop-off after that. But um, to me, I you know, I, I'm pretty confident that Jared Cook's going to have a decent game. Like I said, the two Redskins tight ends, I think, are going to have good games. And then, you know, I said I didn't like luck a lot before, but the I think the guys that get all the targets for him are going to be Jack Doyle and, and Eric Ebron. So I think that they're both good cash game plays this week. And it's, it's half the price of Kelsey, and that $3,000 you can easily use to get yourself both Gordon and Hunt or Gordon and Gurley or, or some combination at, at running back. So um, not for me this week on Kelsey, and most weeks I haven't been either. How about some defenses that you like this week? So you can flip a coin on the Jets and the Bills, right? I mean, it, it, people are gonna, a lot of people are going to go there 37 over under. Um, I, both defenses have, have played relatively well enough, have, have good upside. I think the Chiefs are, are your best bet in, in all formats just because the Arizona's ability to, to turn the ball over, we've seen that a lot. Um, so those three are kind of the ones to start with, but I'll give you a sneaky defense that I don't think a lot of people Let's are. Let's see if we're on the same one. one. Go ahead. Well, I like the Saints defense. Who? The Saints. Okay. I was I did consider them for a second because they're 2,200, but I was also thinking the Rams at 24. Um, I can see it for the sacks on Wilson. Right. That's, I, I just, you know, you know, they, they don't pass enough, right? I mean, even though they might be forced to pass a little more this week, they they might. Um, the one thing is, the Rams defense to me is, is a bunch of guys kind of playing individually right now, so I don't trust them enough. But um, we'll still see. Saints versus Rams. We'll see who does better. Yeah, they're twenty two hundred. I that was the other one I was thinking about. So uh, those were the two that came to mind. All right, Steve Renner. You can find him, ScoutDFS.com. Thanks a lot for the time. Good luck this weekend. I'll be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, with Dr. Roto. It is Scout Fantasy Sports.